retrograde. Oh my god, and we're back. Just like Kim and Kanye were recording, huh? <laughs> oh shit. Hey. I watched her Snapchat so many times. I was so obsessed with that. I was like, this is the universe. This means war. Is really providing in all of like the celeb drama stages of things. Which is a really nice distraction from, like, the insanity that's going on in this world right now. I mean, Dad Kanye gives me so much faith. (sighs) It's really the only (laughs) thing we have to hold on to at this moment. It really is. It's the only thing providing the zen. It really is. One of the um, celebrity vlogs that I have been following since college, it's a live journal called Oh No They Didn't. And they put all of, like, this Kanye... Taylor stuff and they called it Swiftness in July. That's like the oh my God, yes. the title for like anything under that category. I'm like, that's so good. Yes. But you know, we we don't support the bringing down of anyone's spirit. So or character, but I will say if you bring yourself down, that's your own damn fault. Ooh. <laughs> and that is the spiritual lesson for today, you guys. Um, well, we have some news. We are in a new recording studio yeah. in downtown Los Angeles. Which affects you guys in absolutely no way no whatsoever. Way, except there might be more pausing for sirens and other noises. And we have a new producer in the house. No more Emu. Emu went on to Cutthroat Kitchen, moving on up in the world. And so now we have the lovely, the beautiful Mr. Sam. Hey, Sam. You can say Hello. hi. We <laughs> are going to be interacting with you, we so might. get used to it. Yeah. Are you um, okay with that? How do you feel about, like, how is your knowledge of pop culture terminology? Not very okay well all right well he's no emu (laughs) all right that's fine all good so um today on the show we're really excited that we are kind of digging deep into I think the collective pain that we're feeling I don't know if I mean I know that anytime you turn on the news there's just nothing really distracting or allowing us to a reprieve from the sadness that is going on and if you're exploring a spiritual existence a connected a mindful existence it's really hard when there's so many other Even if you're not, elements just drawing you away from the idea of love so we are having on the show today mikey dimitrovich back and better than ever he's always wonderful um, We're going to talk about how to address this pain that we're feeling, this collective pain, this personal pain, emotional, physical, mental. Beg the question, what do we do when we feel like we can't do anything? Exactly. So we have on today our mystical guide of all guides, who is, I believe, back on the show for the fourth time. Ooh, wow. Mikey Dimitrovich in the studio. Special star to us. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. So, thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me. I felt like it was really important to, to get together and have one of these conversations. I mean, to just talk, right? It seems important to, to communicate and share and talk and everything right now, but it seems like no matter what I do, no matter what I'm trying to do to process and deal with everything that's going on in the world right now, it's like, where to begin? Where mm. do I start? How do I chip away at it? And, um, you know, I feel like we do these mystical, spiritual things for lots of different reasons. And we can nerd out about, you know, nutrition and health and wellness. And we can 
get really woo-woo about smudging and channeling and, you know, reading and healing. And we can talk about the new age and the now age and astrology and all these things. But at the end of the day, it's really, for me, um, all of these tools are about improving our quality of life here and now and, and attending to our actual overall state of being. Um, and I feel like it's important with the work that you guys do to, like, talk about what we are kind of all feeling right now, whether we want to or not. And that, that was why I really wanted to have this, this conversation with you because I found myself, um, I've been taking care of my dad recently um, where my family lives and in this beautiful, lovely, summery, wonderful, warm setting and I was just chilling with my dad one day and we saw Alton Sterling getting shot on, on CNN mm -hmm. and it like broke through this beautiful day and I found myself getting really angry um, at the media. And I started getting really bitchy about like, oh, how can they show us this? We shouldn't have to look at this. And then I was like, oh, but we are. Right. So just to take a quick pause, just to catch everyone up. The thing that we're discussing is the state of the world. Basically, it feels like every day we turn on the news and there's another thing. Another thing. That is just horrifying. And it's difficult to rectify when we're living in a certain kind of protected space. Mm -hmm. And... Like you said, it's a beautiful day out. We're enjoying our lives. We're going to get juices. And we're having this, like, kind of normal, regular experience. Mm -hmm. And then so close to our lives is all of this just tragedy and darkness. And it really feels like the world is going up in flames. And right. so... Well, and that's the really intense thing. Yeah. Like, plenty of people will say, oh, you know, the world's always been in this terrible state. And, oh, everyone thinks that, like, every era is the worst era or the most intense era or the era where things happen most horribly, right? But when you think about it, what's really different about this day and age is that we have this massive network of Exposure. information. We can see and it. And media and vision and, and that thing... That, that network really corresponds to kind of like our global central nervous system. Yeah. It's really like our mind brain of, of humanity is now like the internet and the media and all of the ways in which we're allowed to see and, and gain information, right? Um, so what I think is really different about this time period is that the minute one of these things happens... And, and I mean, you see, we we kind of have to speak in generalities today because there's so many different things. We can't talk about one of them at a time. And it's like as soon as these things happen, it gets dosed through our central nervous system, like this big gnarly hit of like, you know, speedball or something. And it goes to all of the farthest reaches. There's enough consciousness about these events as they occur on Earth that like even if you don't have an internet connection, I would argue that like it's in the air, it's in the mm. ether. Most people do now, you know, in these in these in our first world, second world, third world places, like information gets out there. Even in freaking Cuba, you know, where 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 information is just starting to open, they have ways of getting information around the whole island that are completely off the grid, you know. And I feel like it affects just our socialization even like something so simple things like today I was in the coffee shop and some guy was like complimenting my outfit and then like he pulled a hair off my body like he like touched me and mm -hmm. I was so aware of how like freaked out I was by a mm -hmm. stranger like talking to me and like touching my body and I'm just like immediately assuming that there's something like horrible that's about to happen right. and I don't think I had that kind of like protective no new friends energy about me 
last year. Right. Well, here's here's the thing that happens is that if we are all sharing this kind of central nervous system that's getting dosed with pain, and then before we can even wake up the next day, we're getting another hit, and then by the end of that day, another hit, and then another hit, and like then we're also like celebrating America because it's Fourth of July, and like another hit comes and another hit comes. It, it serves to screw with you, man. It, it can make you atrophy. It can make you feel paralyzed. It can make you feel all of these different things that, including helpless, you know, or yeah. I want to act up. I want to step up. I want to do something, but, oh, I can't right now. So therefore I'm a terrible person and a bad healer and a bad, you know, a bad believer. Like, it's so complicated. Well, the internet's interesting because... It feels like you can share you can share things till the end of time, and you have all this information. But then there's like this backlash on the internet, and maybe it's just because I'm friends with so many comedians. But there's all this shit where it's like, yeah, your post is really helping, and everyone's like angry at people for even like engaging in the conversation. Right. There's so much like if you just look at your Facebook feed alone, there's so much tension and negativity, and just like back and forth between politics and everything. But my feeling is that everyone is experiencing the same buildup of pain. Yeah. Exactly. And the challenge yeah. is, what are we supposed to do with yes. it? That's why I wanted to talk to you guys about this today, because it's like, how to process pain? What are we supposed to do with it? We're very good at processing pleasure, right? And both of these things um, I associate in my work, in my healing practice with the second chakra. It's like, oh, that feels good. That Which turns is located. On. Located below your belly, um, mm -hmm. above the root, so above the base of the spine, below the belly button. Um, it's like the, the, it's called the dantian or the hara or the, the you know, the, pussy? I forget that. No, well, yes, it is your <laughs> pussy center. Um, very, very deeply. And I've, I've advised all sorts of pussy healings. Um, not personally, I'm not that kind of healer. Um, <laughs> I, I know, I heard of someone who got a pussy adjustment from a healer. What? Day. What does it mean? And I was like, he just fingers me. you until you come? <laughs> That's what I was like. Tell me all about this so we can make sure you're I had you're a pussy okay. adjustment this morning, actually. Okay, yes. okay. Some of us are alone. Keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, so we know how to process pleasure. My boyfriend's a chiropractor for my <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Body work. Yeah. Well, it's one of my favorite like skeezy yoga things is to be like, it's okay. I'm authorized to make adjustments. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes though, when they when they're touching me in a way that I recognize as a little bit sexual, I'm not mad at no, it. No, you're fine. I'm like, hey, thanks, daddy. I'm so surprised. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so. That's so, what I need in this world of hurt, a rapey yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and we all process in a different way. Okay, yeah, yeah, don't yes, judge. Though, we just shifted the energy in this room yeah. from this place of like, hey guys, we're here to talk about we're pain. Bummed. Into like, woohoo, we start talking about pleasure in the second right. chakra. And the reality is that the second chakra, or at least the way I work with it, is that second chakra processes pleasure and pain. It tells you, OMG, I like that. That feels good. I want more of that. And then you do something to get more of what makes you feel good. It's like a really simple, and that is related to solar plexus, making a choice in your guts, in your belly, in that big center sun of yourself, you know? You go, oh, that feels good. I choose to do this, to take this action, to get more of those good feelings. But what are we supposed to do with pain? Pain says, ooh, stop, that's your limit. Or, oh, no, 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 don't go past that place. Or sometimes even the psychological pain is the anticipation of emotional pain, the anticipation of physical pain, or the chasing of that stuff, the replicating of it, trying to get more pain. And like, But in the end, I think that pain tells us where our limit is, but more importantly, pain tells us where to place our awareness. Mm. It tells us where to look. And then I believe from my practice that it tells us what to heal. 
by telling you where to look, it's telling you what to heal. And the way that I work with it is that, you know, pain manifests in each of the four bodies differently. And that's what I work with is a four bodies model. So pain can manifest in the physical body, in your ankle or in your shoulder or in your head or whatever. Um, and then uh, it can manifest in the emotional body in, with your feelings. Oh, this hurts. This is a painful emotion that I'm feeling. Sadness, depression, frustration, longing, um, uh, guilt, rage, whatever those emotions are. And then it can also manifest in the psychological body in terms of like, um, you know, that would be like judgmental beliefs or ideas or harsh, painful patterns, behaviors, beliefs in which we're trapped that we don't even know how to get out of, but that we know hurt. It's a thought process. Um, uh, negative um, uh, voices or, you know, anorexia or bulimia or something saying like, you're not good enough, you should look better. You know, that would be an example of psychological pain, mm -hmm. right? Um, spiritual pain is something that, you know, one could argue we all feel all the time simply for having incarnated on earth. Cause we're like, wait a minute, where'd my easy spirit go? And I don't mean that. This the, is heavy. Right? No, it's real, yeah. right? But it's, it's. Gravity it's, stuff's a bummer. Well, that's totally, that's what they say, <laughs> right? That like all pain is a manifestation of that pain yeah like, oh this and that's why the buddha says you know this is life is suffering right like deal with it that's what it's about you know so how do we deal with it how do we process it so the way that that i work with pain with with clients with friends with people is to meet the pain on the level that it's manifesting and then that's where it's trying to bring your awareness engage it on that level and then try to heal it with something that's above that level. So if it's manifesting in the physical body, meet it in the physical body, get your massage, do what you have to do to get the pain out of your shoulder, but then work with it on the emotional level. Shoulders are associated with feeling overburdened, feeling over-responsible. How do, what is making you feel that way? Deal with that. That will usually bring you to the psychological level. What are the patterns, beliefs, and behaviors that are supporting and sustaining the replication of these negative emotions? What are the scripts that I'm trapped in? The stories that I tell myself. Stories are also about psychological pain. Oh, my mom did this to me. That's why I feel this way. That's why my body hurts. Well, you can get stuck in that story mm. trying to heal your psychological pain unless you go to the spirit, right? And, and to me, the spirit is just your your authentic state of being. How to heal the psychological pain, how to heal with the spirit involves acceptance of exactly what it is, articulation to some extent of exactly what it is. And then <clears throat> the idea would be to like, let it go formally, to release it formally, or to engage it formally, to make a choice from the place of acceptance, can to you, me, is what healing promotes. Can you give us, like, a practical practice in the release? Most definitely. Okay. From, let's, let's do it from, like, an, uh, an event. Like, let's maybe go to the place of when you saw the shooting happen. Yeah. So the practice that I'm suggesting is one of articulation and engagement. So it's about how to respond to the pain first. And responding to the pain will teach you how to process the pain. This is, I mean, it's really the suggestion for processing pain. Okay, so um, the first thing you have to do is identify the bare bones circumstances of what just happened that's causing you pain, what just occurred. I saw someone get shot on CNN repeatedly, and that's what happened. That was the event that stimulated the pain. Um, the It's funny, because in that exact moment, pain, like, I feel like it's... 
anger as well. Like it comes in the same package. And I think that's the first emotion that you feel before you feel pain. You feel sadness and you feel anger, but I wouldn't necessarily identify it Mm-mm. as pain this is my point. in my brain. But this is my point. We're not even talking about how it makes you feel or what it makes you want to do yet. We're literally just talking about what is the event that caused this twang Right, thing it's like getting happen. shanked for a second. Right. And one point that I really want to make is that what we're really talking about here is how to respond to pain that is not happening to us directly, mm. but that's affecting us directly. Cool. So that's a really, really important thing because this is the issue that we're dealing with as a consequence of having this central nervous system of humanity that is the internet. And I think that what's hard about the media and about the news, any news, really, anyone who is interpreting the event for you, they are effectively controlling your access to this pain or to these feelings and and ultimately i believe trying to convince you that it's happening out there Mm. that it's happening to them that it's happening in that country or in this city or to these people and that just part of reporting is like look this thing's happening to someone and it makes it that much easier for us to be like great it's not happening to me you know or It's, oh, thank God that's not happening to me. I hope it never happens to me. But what I'm trying to argue here is that because we're witnessing it, this global pain is trying to get our attention and awareness so that we can help to heal it. Because that's Mm. what happens when it happens in your body. It just made me think about um, when Orlando happened. Mm -hmm. Something that my brother said to me was that because it was an attack on the community that he identifies with, it was the first time that any global event made him physically sad and sick within his own body. And it's because it had never felt so personal to him. Because he was like, I was at a club that was the exact same kind of thing that exact night. And I feel like more and more and more these events are just hitting every individual closer and closer to home where there is no more, it's you, it's over there, it's becoming, the awareness is, it's all of us. That's exactly right. And what's beautiful about what your brother's saying is that that's, that affected him, that got through to him. Yeah. But what I'm arguing is that even that is saying, this is my community. Yeah. So this affected me because this is my community. But it's, if we exist in this global global world, global economy, global infrastructure. It's all our community now. Exactly. So it's not actually happening. And this is a super spiritual idea that that everything that happens to everyone is also happening to us. Yeah. And period. That's it. Because we're all one. We all come from the same place, you know, ostensibly. Or we are all in the same place. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to talk about where we come from, here's where we are. And perhaps that's what you're saying, which is that it's teaching us to heal together. It's 100%. And that's what I mean is it's like when something happens in Orlando, that's like the ankle of America. You know, it's like the pain occurs there to get us all to look there and go, what just happened? Oh my gosh, all of these people died. How does that make me feel? Where, wh- what am I going to do about that? I can't do anything about that. But that's the processing part, what you actually do with the pain. I think the important, the important point we're making is, is exactly that. When it happens anywhere now, it's happening everywhere and it's happening to us. And this is about when these things happen to other people or outside, how can we contribute without looking away, without be feeling helpless, without atrophying, without becoming paralyzed, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to say this again in a minute, but what I've been saying a lot lately is you don't have to do the thing, but you do have to do something. 
you don't have to. I personally don't like protests. I don't like large groups of people. I really freaks me out. Totally freaks me out. I can't. I, I've never liked it. You know, like so. To me, I would look for other ways of of engaging. Okay, but again, you know, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna give you this practice, and it, it should give us some good information. So, the first most important thing to do is articulate exactly what just happened. What did I? What just happened? Purely, like I was saying, I saw someone get shot repeatedly on CNN. Period. That's what occurred. That's the circumstance. Or um, I realized that you know my 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 mom is helpless, right? Or I realized that um, this person is going to die someday, right? That's what happened. Mm. Where does this hurt in your body? Where does this hurt in your emotions? Like, where does it hurt in your mind? What is the quality of the pain? And it, it could literally be it hurts in my shoulder or it, it makes me feel sad or it makes me think that I'm not good enough or it makes me think that I'm helpless. You know, wherever it is. I feel like that's huge. Like, I, it makes me feel like I'm helpless. I feel like it's what so many people feel like. And that's what I was saying about, like, sharing things on Facebook. It's because it makes people feel like they can contribute in some way. Right. Because the next step after helplessness is just, like, shutting down, like Shut what you're down. saying. Activate. Yeah, we're just so dead inside. We're just so used to it. Whatever. And that's what leads to being in the coffee shop and having someone pick a hair off of you and go, wah! Yeah. What's going like, to happen? Oh, it's your hair. Wild. And I was like, this is scary. Because <laughs> we're being constantly poked with pain. Yeah. And we're doing everything we can to... We're not all trying to not pay attention to it. We're all listening to some extent. That's what I'm saying. But what do we do with it How once do we, we feel come it? together? And How do we work with it? How other. do we process it? How do we heal it? So yeah. once you articulate what happened, once you articulate where it hurts, then you 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 write down any emotions that are connected with this pain. How does this pain make you feel? Um, this thing that happened made my heart hurt, and it made me feel helpless, powerless. Um, or like so many of us that are trying to be conscious individuals, I'm so used to feeling helpless and powerless. Now I feel guilty for not doing anything. Right. Now I feel like, oh, well, I'll, I'll, uh, oh, no. Uh, mm, and you start judging yourself and you start compounding psychological drama on top of real valid pain. Okay. Mm, I love that. Can you so, say that again? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 well, my sister always said it to me. She's a brilliant psychologist. She always said guilt is a secondary emotion. She said mm. primary emotions are great. Secondary emotions, totally useless. <laughs> so and, true. And the guilt can, can distract you for the longest time. And never let you get to that emotional core, to yeah. whatever that thing is. Okay, so once you articulate what happened, once you articulate where it hurts in your body, your emotions, your mind, your spirit, then you just talk about how it makes you feel. What are you thinking? Where does it hurt? What is it like? And you write that down. Then you let yourself feel these feelings as best you can. And that is as simple as, and people don't always use meditation to do this. I mean, I personally used to use meditation just to like try to bliss out and disengage from my ego and purify my everything. And the reality is, is you can do a meditation to just feel the articulated emotion of sadness, hysteria, hopelessness, whatever it is, and let it in. Let yourself feel that emotion because you and we are trying to heal through these emotions. So let yourself feel it. And what's fun about that moment is that you can also use that moment to blah, 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 to talk to people, to communicate, to share, to exchange, 
to, to say, you know, I feel you. I feel your pain. I, you seem really distracted today and out of it. Boy, what about this state of the world? I feel really distracted and out of it too. How do you feel distracted and out of it? I feel it in this part of my body. I feel it in this area of my experience. So we get to be more articulate about what we're talking about so that we don't just talk about the stories that we're being told and the things that we're being shown. So that we don't just talk about Melania's speech, which is very much worth talking about. <laughs> but like, and really, sloppy. really, so sloppy. But is that as important as the state of the nation actually no. and and violence and and aggression and all that stuff okay fine but maybe it is if melania is causing you pain bro run with it articulate it talk about where it hurts talk about what pisses you off because maybe you're someone who's supposed to go into campaign reform you know someone who's supposed to help out in a different way so anyway once you let yourself feel these things then you ask the question, what does this pain make me want to do? And here's where you get even further into, well, it makes me want to crawl into a hole and die. It makes me want to do nothing. It makes me want to lie like a pancake, right? Or does it make me want to look away? Does it make me want to drown, get paralyzed, atrophy? Or does it make me want to stand up? Does it make me want to act? Does it make me want to do something? The next step is to honor that. Period. Write it down. This is what it makes me want to do. And then you have to engage it. If you're getting perfectly good information about how you feel and what it makes you want to do, don't not do it, okay? But I really get it. It can be really hard to do that because you can get overwhelmed because we're being infused with pain awareness every day on all these different levels where to start. What I'm arguing is that when you articulate what it makes you want to do, bam, there's your answer. That's what you want to do. But my point is, is that when you get overwhelmed, remember what I said before, you don't have to do the thing. You don't have to solve race relations in America, mm. but you do have to do something if that's what's causing you pain and that's what's making you hurt and that's what's causing these feelings and that's what's making you atrophy. I really relate to what you're saying and just feeling overwhelmed by the collective sadness and like it's like I feel like we're constantly getting hit like it's just like one thing after another and I don't know if that is because we're so um like information is so available that it just is coming at us at rapid speed or if we're at a point where it's just all coming to a head and we have to pay attention to it. Well, this is like what I mean. From every angle. Yes, and this is what I mean. Is like the information, the way in which it's coming is what's making it come to a head. Because you're, if our body is our central nervous system that's literally sending us the message that says, my ankle hurts, when our global nervous system sends us information about our broken ankle, mm -hmm. are we going to just keep walking on the broken ankle until it collapses and that's our knee sad. is damaged? No, we have to pay attention to it. So the answer is yes to what you're saying. That's totally why it's happening. But that my, my theory is that it's both of those things at the same time, that it's lighting up our central nervous system for the same reason that our individual nervous system lights up from the pain. Can I just, I want to reiterate something that you said, yeah. which I feel like is really important and I feel like it could kind of be like a call to action for us and just for everyone, which is that you said something that made me think about the idea of healing through communication mm -hmm. and through the admittance of admittance mm -hmm. of how you are feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think if you just have that moment where you're like, yeah, I feel this way and another person says like, yeah, I feel that way and you start to everyone if it can be like a network of people communicating about the way that they feel about things, 
I think that slowly that starts to um, illuminate the space where we all feel the same thing. And the thing that I think leads to healing is understanding. Yes. Yes, you're correct. But I think we can do better than that. Because, right. But what if we because, can't? No, 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 no. I, I have a suggestion okay. for why, for why, for what we can do. Right. But what if we can't? <laughs> no, right. But it's, it's a matter of sometimes a lot of conversation just raises the volume on all the conversation. Right. Agreed. And, and the important thing is, is that if you're feeling the impulse to communicate, communicate. But what we need now is not just communication, it's action. And it doesn't have to be epic action. It can be small action. If your action that you choose is to communicate and articulate, that's good. And that might even be enough for you um, uh, it, to, to process some of this and to feel like you're contributing in some way. But what do you guys do? You have conversations all the time. And I know both of you come up against the wall of like, what am I supposed to do with this? And you both throw events and, and contribute to charities and give of your time and you, you take action. So that's the only point that I'm trying to make is that sometimes when, if we tell ourselves that communication is enough, it, it can lead to a lot of conversation. And really the way we're talking about it, this kind of communication is happening on the psychological level. It's saying we need to illuminate the the source of these problems or our our shared engagement our shared um experience of these problems but it doesn't necessarily lead to commitment to action or change right so that's my only point because that's the final step is you don't have to do the thing but you do have to do something the most important thing for you to do here is affirm and commit and say this is what i'm going to do in order to address this pain so something that I want, a weird anecdote that I want to share, I don't know why this is relevant, but I had this thing happen with a friend of mine who's a comedian. Um, he's a black guy, and he called me. He's like, I'm so angry. This fucked up thing happened last night. I had the worst thing happen. Like, my this crazy thing in, in, in the room happened. And I'm like, what happened? And he was telling, like, a racial joke of a, of a racial note. And this white woman yelled out and was like, that's not true. And, like... It's not like racism isn't like real. Like she was basically trying to assert that like his experience like wasn't his experience because she didn't experience that. And I was like, here's the thing. White women, white women love to feel like we're not racist. We feel like we're not racist. So the world isn't racist. And like there's like this like weird denial that white women have where it's like. Well, if I'm not experiencing then like it's not real. Yes. And he had this moment of like it like. Me saying that to him made him be like, oh, my God, like, I forgive her because of her ignorance. And I said, in your in that moment, your lesson is to explain to her that that's like you telling her that period cramps aren't real because you don't have that. You just don't get it. You bro. just don't get it. <laughs> but, and but I think to, to frame it in this conversation, it's good that he found forgiveness for her. But chances are she's in a lot of pain. Right. Maybe from a lot of other different areas of her life. Right. And maybe she feels so helpless when confronted with that reality that she cannot avoid anymore. Yes. That she's going to step up and say, that's not we true. We all need to stop saying that. We will tell ourselves anything right. to avoid pain. Right. We will adjust in so many ways. We'll be like, that doesn't hurt. I walked around with chronic back pain for years. And I'm like, I'm fine. It doesn't hurt. That's just how I'm supposed to feel. Like, right. we can convince ourselves of anything in order to just get through the day. Right. Right. But And justify the state of the world and our own engagement or lack, there, or or lack, lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Exactly. Um, but... What 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 I think is super important here is that, you know, 
that woman had no other means of 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 expressing herself right. other than to holler out in the middle of a comedy show. So probably she had to purge some of these feelings. Yeah. Um, uh, in a like spastic kind of way. Yeah. You know, so this is why I say if you can't contribute in a big way, if you can't contribute in a small way, if you can't even contribute in your life and relationships, at least try to attend to your own thoughts, the, your mm. own way of engaging and perceiving these things while they're happening. Yeah. So that's why I recommend this practice because when you acknowledge the, the circumstance that causes it, when you acknowledge where it hurts in your experience, when you acknowledge the feelings that it causes in you, when you acknowledge the, the things that those feelings make you want to do, when you let yourself feel those feelings and what you want to do, and then you affirm and commit to those things, honor, affirm, and commit to those things, you at least have a plan of attack so that the things that occur to you, a plan of action, we'll call it. Let's yeah. use a nice nonviolent word. Felt like that was... <laughs> when, you, when these things build up, you have something to do so that they don't build up to the point that you break, that right. you're paralyzed, and that you're screaming things out in somebody else's comedy show. Right. right? And what's like, interesting is I feel like the source of so many of these attacks and horrific things that are happening are rooted from pain. Ancient pain. Global yeah. pain, and that's when we go back to the pain of separation from unity, the pain of separation from all that is. That's why I always say, like, there's only one healing that ever needs to be done because there's only really one issue. How the hell did I end up in this body? What are we doing on this earth? It, it's the pain of separation from unity. And, and that's why, why I say this stuff is happening through the global nervous system to remind us that we are all connected and to come from that place of okayness in which we are the same and what happens to you is happening to me. You know, um, The one other thing I want to say, just because I think it, it, it bears mentioning with the media, is that if you choose to look away from the media, if you choose to not watch the news, if you choose to... Which is fine. Which is totally fine. That's what I'm saying. If you choose to do it, make that your choice. Right. If you are choosing to disengage, disengage, but then choose to do something with whatever caused you to want to turn the TV off. And if you know? you're still going to really run into aggression and resistance in the world, whether or not you watch the news. Well, and what's exciting is that you'll get to see, I, I don't like watching the news because I just can't, my heart hurts too much. Like I want to cry all the time, but guess what? So many other people do. You're going to get the news. Let yeah, me. and I feel like regardless of if you turn it on or not, it will hit, the information will hit you regardless. Because it is in the ether of mm -hmm. our global central nervous system. And that extends beyond the internet. That's really our group mind. The internet is, is, is to me, is just kind of like the manifestation of the group mind. It's the scaffolding on which our united human mind is built. It, it's, it's, it was a technology created to remind us how connected we are how how much information there is, how inside of our global central nervous system we have access to all information and maybe we even know everything inside of our global mind. The internet is trying to remind us that all the time. Question. Yes. What about the people, I hate to label them as this because it feels wrong, but like the pain-causing people or the pain-causing establishment ideas or you know, from everything from the truck driver in France to the shooter in Orlando to the police officers that might be acting without consciousness in the moment or to all of these 
to, to the people that are race tweeting racist things at fucking Leslie Jones all day every day calling her an ape like to those people how do we how do we not be angry and reactive and how do we justify in our minds that experience I mean there's groups of people that literally want to kill everyone who has any amount of freedom like how do we deal with that when you acknowledge your own pain you are making peace with the pain of others you're creating space to find forgiveness and to find understanding for those people most of the people that go out of their way to cause pain to others actively aggressively are in so much pain themselves but like most in my mind them, i want to like shoot a lightning bolt to everyone in isis and just be like you're ruining the world like right, i want but to again like... but again you go to any aggressive violent person and they will have some kind of motivation even if it's not what they say it is even if they say it's for this reason it could just be because their dad hit them in the mouth when they were a kid right and and now they want to speak up on this in this totally twisted way by causing other people pain so what i'm saying is the, the other way of saying it stuff is that everyone is responsible for their own pain you can't do anything about their pain if you address your own pain, you'll be like, wow, I hurt this much. How much must they hurt to totally. have to do that? Totally. Totally. I just, like, I think this is all awesome and I totally agree with you. And I think that so many people aren't looking inward and asking themselves, how can I address my own pain and what can I do to process this? But I'm just like, even having this conversation is inciting like a feeling of almost like rage inside of me where I'm like, yeah, but. It's still f so fucked. Right. So what are you going to do about that? Right. How are you going to contribute to that? And this is right. what I'm saying. It's hitting you like a mass right now. Yeah. We just activated a mass of emotions in you. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. What did I say that caused that in you? Because it makes me How... feel additionally helpless and angry and I'm scrolling through right. all of the things. But you're not writing it down. We're talking about it right now. This right. is why I'm saying some thought has to go into it. You have to articulate because if you're feeling that you want other people that, that, that the other people's pain and other people's violence is so frustrating to you that it makes you angry what can you do to promote nonviolence? Maybe you need to do something super freaking Buddhist right. and, and find a way. And, you know, I, I, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but when you know what's wrong, you can form an approach or an action that's kind of like the reverse of that. So if you feel helpless, help someone. If mm. you feel lonely, connect with someone if you feel angry be kind to someone beautiful and literally like i said you can't go hug the shooter right, right. now today right. but if you see someone who is in an angry state who is losing their mind don't be a dick be kind to them right bring the macrocosmic issue into your microcosm but what you got to do first and why i wanted to talk about this today is articulate it don't let it be an undistinguished mass of pain start carving away at it and what happens is is once you contribute something if it's enough something new will come up something else will cause you pain if it's not enough the pain will hurt more and then you can ask yourself oh, how much does this hurt? What does this make me want to do? This doesn't make me want to atrophy. This makes me want to get off my ass, sign up for whatever charitable venture this thing is going to be, get on the plane, go feed the children, like go to this protest. It could be any number of things. Or it's as simple as smiling at someone on the street. Exactly. That's 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 what I was going to say, is that like I, I wanted to give you all of those big right. ideas first, because I'm just trying to say that when you do the small steps, it can sometimes lead to, this is still not enough. I need to do more. Mm -hmm. And if you are that person, 
If you are that person who even remotely thinks that they have it in them to get off their ass and do something big, please do it. If you are judging yourself for not being that person, do something small. Mikey yeah. Dimitrovich, bringing the knowledge, bringing some stuff up we need that more. we are all feeling. Truly, I know the beautiful, sensitive souls that listen to this show. I hope uh, connected with this today. Love you guys. So I know much. we've been really in a in a state of of sadness. Well, and remember, final thoughts from Mikey. Final thoughts from Mikey is something that I always tell myself is remember that you know we get all of these beautiful, golden, skinny people promotions about what it means to live a satisfying, healthy, well balanced. Excellent, amazing, perfect, you know, revolutionary organic. life. Organic. Organic. I, <laughs> I aspire to a state of general okayness at all times. Huh? I don't need to feel great. I just need to not feel crap. Yeah. I don't need to feel amazing. I don't even need to be successful at living my life. I just want to be okay. And, and I think that's, that's part of, of, that's a big, big important part of what we're talking about here is that if you are given the opportunity to step up, to do something, to take an opportunity in your life, to change, to to heal, and you feel eons of crap, then you're not going to be able to step up. But if you feel just okay, then at least you stand a chance to make an informed choice about who you are, what matters to you, what you can do, you know, and, and, and importantly, as we were saying earlier, what you can't do, what you don't want to do. Everyone has a right to contribute in the way that is most authentic to them. Um, and all I'm saying is that if you're coming from a state of general okayness, that state is always existing in you somewhere, some of these tips and tools and tricks can help you to process whatever is obscuring that general state of okayness so that you're not, you don't have to become perfectly balanced and infinitely energetic healer of the world. You can just be okay enough to get through the day without violent thoughts in your head to hug someone else to open up and maybe to take a bigger step or bigger action. And let's not fight pain with more pain. Amen. Drops Mike. Mikey. <laughs> um, you are on the internet as Edible Spirit. Your tagline is Digest the Universe, That's which me. I love. Thanks. And you are uh, have a residency on Andy Radio as Mystic Mike, which there's nothing <laughs> I love more. It's my favorite SiriusXM station. Thank you. Uh, Andy Cohen's station. And every time I get in my car and you are miraculously on, I literally pee myself with joy. Fun. It's amazing. I'm like, I know him. He's on the radio. Like, yep. Mystic serving, Mike. That gives me so much life. So much. Serving <laughs> psychic realness. Yep. Real on, live readings on the on radio. On the radio. So everyone should check that out if you have SiriusXM. Um, or if not, I'll give you my password and you can check it out. <laughs> you will. Um, edible can spirit, I have it? Ediblespirit.com <laughs> is my uh, is my email too. I have uh, you know blogs that are mailers that go out about once a month oh, that have all this stuff on it. Dude, your mailers really hit the spot. Oh, I gotta really? say, yeah. you guys should really subscribe. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. so check that Love out. So and thank you so much Anytime. for christening our new space with oh, us. We bless. should have like a little smudge session totally. later. And if you guys haven't heard the episode uh, where Mikey was on uh, previously talking about clearing your space. Burn one down. Feeling yep. like it's a really good sister yeah, to this for sure. episode. New paradigm. Um, exactly. Clear your space inside and outside. Exactly. So thank you so much. We love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. All right, I'm feeling healed. How about yourself? I feel like I want to have that conversation 15 more times in 10 different manifestations to just try to get to the crux of 
all yeah, this. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. But but I think it felt good to go there for sure. Yeah, how's everyone feeling at home? Still with us? We awesome. feel great. Um, we love you guys. You're so pretty. One, Thanks, guys. Thank oh you. That's so nice. You know, one thing that is really <laughs> nice is the listener... Male. I said listener. I, I did it. Honestly, high five. High five. Because I was waiting for you to say uh, reader. So the listener mail that we get, we love hearing from you guys. And one uh, in particular email that caught our attention that we thought we would share the information with our listeners at home was um, from a listener named Mia who wrote to us after, I believe it was our kombucha episode, mm-hmm. we used... The term rule of thumb, mm-hmm. uh, because it makes us sound intellectual when we use it, I think. Sure. However, <laughs> do we know the origins of said term? We do not. But Mia does, and Mia works um, as a sexual assault crisis counselor, and apparently, let me get this right, so this saying actually comes from a law that was established in 753 BCE, which states... Under the laws of chastisement, I said that word right, yes, mm-hmm. the husband has absolute rights to physically discipline his wife. He is legally allowed to beat his wife with a rod or switch as long as its circumference is no longer than the width of his thumb. So, thus, that is the origins of rule of thumb. That is dark. And that is dark as fuck. And we, uh, now no. that we know, we're not going to be using that. The rule of... Just My middle finger is to no longer rule, use that. The rule of God, I'm going to start saying. Ah, that sounds very intense, but <laughs> try it. Um, it's the rule so of God. So, Mia, thanks so much for, and the title of her email was, um, I think you're amazed and I need to woke you about something. So, 10 points on the uh, creative attention-getting title. We really appreciate you. Appreciate you. So, now we've spread that knowledge. Now it is time for... Roses and thorns. Thorns and roses. Ooh. We're like, (laughs) really went someplace with that. That was creative and beautiful. We're back and we are remixing. Roses and thorns. Well. Tell me, talk to me. What do you have going on? I've got like a few things in the rose department. Okay. I was doing a bit of travel, which was really great. Oh, we know. And, um,. So I felt like I really was able, kind of going off of like our lovely guest Jesse and Tara of How You Glow, and they gave some really cool travel tips. I thought I would provide some of the things that I've picked up. Please. So first of all, and they actually mentioned this on their program, this away travel bag. Oh yeah, I saw. Which it. is this like carry on um, size? They they have larger too, but they have this amazing carry on that you can charge your phone in it. It's super lightweight. I packed. So mu- I jammed so much shit into it. I was trying to be like chic traveler, minimal traveler. It didn't work. I still had, like filled it to the brim. It was awesome. Um, highly recommend the away bag. Loving it. And then um, some books. I decided to get into fiction. And two books that I really enjoyed. And it's always for me. Like I'm like if I'm not into it the first two pages, I'm it's not happening for me. So um, these two books I think are kind of like big on the fiction seller list right now, but uh, a book called The Girls, which is about uh, a girl who kind of involves herself in a Manson-like cult and her telling of that. Oh, I've been wanting to read it. It's really good. Wonderful. And then another book called Before the Fall, which was a total page turner. Did, did you take my recommendations? 
I'm I'm going through the recommendations, so I haven't taken yours yet. Which were uh, the uh, Love Affairs of Nathaniel P. Okay, wonderful book, and also A Visit from the Goon Squad. I think you will enjoy both of them. Awesome, and you guys as well. Cool, love 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 a book club. Yeah, um, I'm like this non or this fiction reading thing, just getting involved. <laughs> Did you guys hear about it? It's a thing. Um, Let me piggyback on that as a rose. Yeah, because uh, I'm actually reading a book right now that I feel is wonderful, and I would love for you guys to check out as well. It's called Tiny Beautiful Things: Advice on Love and Life from Dear Sugar. Okay. And it's by Cheryl Strayed, who's the author of Wild, which was made into a movie. Right. And it's really cool because basically it's like an advice column that's condensed into a book. Mm. So every, there's just, it's just, it's just someone writes in with a question and then she responds with advice. So it's like little stories. So basically like what I love about it is that if I have like 10 or 20 minutes to kill and I'm just waiting to do something, I can just get a story in. Great bathroom get a writer in. Yeah, it's awesome. And what's great about this is that she doesn't sugarcoat her advice. Like, she uses her own personal pain to illuminate the space for other people in helping them understand that, like, what they're going through is human and, like, how to get through it. And she never really, like, she doesn't apologize or, like, dance around what you need to do. And it's it's heartbreaking. So are these actual people writing yeah. her and yeah. they wrote her because they like her writing? It's a real column called Dear Sugar and okay. that she condensed into a book. We'll check that it's out. awesome. Into that. Yeah. And um, it's like these quotes are, like, unbelievable. Trusting yourself means living out what you already knew to be true. Like, she's, like, Think this about it. sage advice, advice person. It's really dope. I'm into that. So, yeah, check that out. So, in addition to reading, you know, I have this thing that, I don't know, can you relate? A tiny computer in your hand all the time? Yeah. And so, oh, you too? Yeah. Um, so, just been exploring some apps because I, regardless of how damned hard I try, I'm always picking up my phone as soon as I wake up. So, I've gotten into Duolingo, which obviously a lot of people know about. They helps you do a bunch of different exercises to master a new language. Ciao. Rigazzi. So I'm going to uh, be going to teach Italian to myself so that I can... So we can talk to each other then finally? Then go to, back to Italy. That's my goal. I'm manifesting this. And then Elevate, which I'm loving, which is essentially a brain training app to help you improve cognitive skills. And it's like fun little games. So I'm really into that. Third... Last but not least, there's this app called Burner, which essentially is a an app that you can download that can you can then have like as many numbers go to your phone as you want. So it's a really great tool for if you're let's say you're doing like the like Tinder dating situation mm. and you don't want to give your phone number out or if let's say you work for yourself and you want to have a separate business to personal phone. So That's a really cool innovation in the telephone space. And you can actually go to burnerapp.com slash so retrograde and sign up through there. Yeah. And like let them know that you heard about it through us, which is cute. Anyway, we love that. So those are the roses on my end stuff. What else do you have? I love how you suggest burner for Tinder. I would never have thought about that. That's so genius. I mean, I just feel like I want a burner for all... (laughs) For everything. For every relationship involved (laughs) texting. But what's funny about that, too, is, like, 
you give them your number and then you actually like them. It's so like a couple months later, you're like, oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like it's like you made it to stage two. Here's yeah. my actual and number. And my real name is. <laughs> it's like, I just had to vet you and make sure you're not a fucking murderer. But in these times, it's what needs it makes to a lot of sense. Yeah, 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 for sure. Plus, it's just so annoying when someone won't stop texting you. Yeah, that's how you deal the with the pain. Day. Yeah, oh, God. Where some guy was asking for my number, and I really didn't want to give it to him, but I, like, didn't have the tools to be like, uh, I didn't, I don't want to. Like, I didn't know how. You didn't have that pizza number, like, off the top of your head or anything. Exactly. Yeah. And so he was like, just put your number on my phone. And then I, like, tried to do it, and, like, four different times, it, like, wouldn't go in. Like, different numbers wouldn't touch, wouldn't go in, and then, like, it went in wrong. And my head was like... This is obviously the powers that be trying to tell me you need to listen when you say you don't want to give someone your number. And he texts me all the time and I ignore him and it's so annoying. Well. I'm like, bro. Burner app. Yes. Where were you a month ago, Elizabeth? <laughs> we're here now. We're here but now. But does the burner app, it, it goes, you still use your phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you don't need like a flip phone on the side. Right. But, like, I'm all for that, too. I also kind of feel like <laughs> that's a really cool option. It's like, sorry, you get my Motorola razor. That's amazing. I had the pink one. It was so oh, cool. You're such a bitch. I didn't have that. Um, other than other than me being a bitch, what else you got, Steph? Um, my thorn. Uh, well, I don't know. Just going through it, really, because my grandma's on the way out, and so I'm just kind of sad about that. Um but I don't really want to talk about it. I just want to kind of go home. Um, But I guess the rose in that is that she had a really, really long life, and that's, like, the best we can hope for. I don't know. I've been processing a lot of, like, memories and a lot of feelings, and it's just crazy. Like, I mean, I've known she was sick for, like, two years, but it's just so different when it actually happens. Like, there's nothing, like, like grandma love yeah oh yeah love you love you too um well sorry that just got really that's okay really fast my dad just texted me that she just got her last rights so i feel like that means it's done yeah well i think that the fact that we had mikey on today acknowledging the reality of what we go through in the human experience we just really hope that it um resonated with our listeners at home it resonated here with us in the studio and as always we thank you so much for listening we missed you guys we are back now and um, I'm so happy that we're back yeah me too and uh, you can check us out at thatsoretrograde.com at so retrograde on social media and um, stay tuned for a web redesign yeah we're so excited a about lot of that cool things coming down the pipeline coming you guys your way so thanks you guys for being so amazing and supporting us and uh namaste listening bye yes that's a retrograde